Digital content that educates, empowers, and inspires people over 50. You're listening to the Internet Over 50 Digital Network. Hey, it's Chris coming up this week on the Pickleball Show. Hey, Chris, I'm doing great, though I can barely hear you. There's so much sunshine coming down on me. It's uh, my pasty white skin from... Back at home, it's still snowing, so I'll do my best to hear you. That's coming up next. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. Hi, it's CJ. And here's the guy Selkirk pays not to use their paddles, Chris Allen. Live from the Internet Over 50 studios in Asheville, North Carolina, this is the Pickleball Show. My name is Chris Allen. And I am your host today, heading down to Naples, Florida. The U.S. Open Pickleball Championships are in full swing. And we're going to check in with Mark Rennison from Third Shot Sports. He made his way all the way down from Collingwood, Ontario, Canada. Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, Chris, I'm doing great, though I can barely hear you. There's so much sunshine coming down on me. It's uh, my pasty white skin from back at home. It's still snowing, so I'll do my best to hear you. The uh, U.S. Open has been at... The pictures and everything, the videos, uh, they look great. Looks like everybody's having a great time. Had some rain, it seemed like, that first day. How's the weather been since then? Since then, it's been great, but you're right. That first day was, it was brutal. And everyone, all the players and anyone who's ever organized a tournament was feeling so hard for the tournament organizers who've put in so much work into this. And just knowing that that rain was coming, you could see it on the radar and it really was tough for them. So the tournament organizers did a great job of of handling it the way, you know, the best way that they could. For players and for everyone involved, I think uh, the first day was tough. Well, you, you've got the perfect backdrop now because we can hear the little birds behind you chirping. So it's sounds like a beautiful Florida day. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was great. I mean, it was sort of bittersweet because, you know, we're all down here for pickleball, but the people down here are also aware of other things going on. And right now the county is dealing with some pretty tough forest fires. And so no one likes to be inconvenienced by rain, but, you know, I was practicing, uh, I was practicing just leading up to this tournament and uh, there was literally ashes falling on the court as we were playing and the ball was skidding off of them. So mm. the rain, uh, the rain is tough for pickleball, but good for, good for the county. Yeah. Well, it's good to keep everything in perspective and pickleball people are certainly good at doing that. So I know it was some some uh, welcome relief for the residents there and uh, hopefully it will uh, they'll get those fires under control. Well, tell me about the play this week. What have you seen? Uh, what have you seen strategy wise, talent wise? What's jumped out at you so far? Last year was the first US Open, as many of your listeners will know. And this is this is round number two. And the increase in the level of play is unbelievable. So there's, uh, last I heard, there was just upwards of 1,200 people playing in this tournament. And of course, you get all skill levels. But when you're looking at the, t- the top level players and the gold medal matches and different age categories, the level of play is so much higher than it was last year, making it really tough, you know, really exciting to watch as a, as a viewer, as a spectator. It's amazing. 
But as, as someone who's competing, there are no easy wins out there. Got to grind out every point, huh? Yeah, you've got to grind out every point. You got to be ready to play. And you know, the nature of pickleball being a relatively new sport with so many new people coming in, there might be a name that you're not familiar with, and all of a sudden you step on the court and you see this person hit a ball, and you think. Holy cow, who is that? One good example <laughs> is uh, a guy named Ryan Sherry. And Ryan Sherry, to many of your listeners, will not be a familiar name. So he recently took the age group 30 plus men's doubles along with Mills Miller. Ryan Sherry is a um, former high caliber tennis player who regularly trains with Kyle Yates. And uh, seeing him out on the court in an early round matchup with Ben Johns in the singles, uh, I mean, that match could have gone either way. It was so it was so close. And this was someone, you know, I wouldn't even call him a dark horse because most of the people, you know, unless you're really on the inner circles of pickleball, have no idea who this guy is. He's just one example of these people coming out of the woodwork or people who are relatively new to pickleball who have these strong athletic backgrounds who are just coming out and really putting some pressure on people. What about strategy wise? Have you seen anything uh, that maybe you didn't notice last year? Any new uh, thinking in terms of how to win? You know, for a while now, I've been talking about how important the third shot drive is. And many people are familiar with the third shot drop as a way to neutralize the opponents of the net. And that's still a really effective shot and a shot that players use a, use a lot. Uh, I would even say use most of the time. But this third shot drive where, you know, you serve, the return comes back, and you don't just play a soft one into the kitchen. You actually hit hard at the net players, not as an attempt to win the point. I mean, that's a nice bonus, but really just to set up, um, hopefully, uh, the player plays a weak volley that you can then pounce on. Or sort of at most, they kind of get it back and you get to play a fifth shot drop from slightly inside the baseline, which makes it a bit easier. So as these, speaking of tennis players, as these big, hard hitters come into the game, as the paddles allow you to hit with more power and more topspin and keep that ball in play, we are seeing a ton of third shot drives being used on both the men's and women's sides. What about paddles? Any other equipment? Any uh, Anything new? Anything jumping out at you this time around? Well, all the companies, they use this really as one of the opportunities throughout the year to showcase the latest and greatest of what they've got. We're seeing sort of new lines from all the companies. I know um, Engage and Prolite, they've got some new things out. Selkirk, uh, a company that we work with, continues to produce really high performance equipment. One of the things that is interesting is to notice the distribution of um, sort of the longer narrower paddles, those elongated paddles that you're seeing, like an example is the Selkirk Maxima or the Omni. And these paddles give you a little bit more power when you do make contact with it because it becomes a longer lever. But again, it's a little less forgiving because it's slightly narrower. So it's interesting to see the top players out there using these slightly longer paddles to be able to get that edge. Now, what are uh, people that weren't able to attend the U.S. Open, uh, big takeaways for them as far as what's coming, uh, how the game is evolving, how the game is changing, uh, what it's going to take to win in the future? Any thoughts on that? Well, I think what we're seeing mostly is that um, you need to have a well-balanced game. It's becoming the case, if you want to be really competitive, you can't be just a banger. You can't be just a soft game player. You need to have both. You need to be able to to make the decision about the right time to hit hard, the right time to hit soft. The number of times that players or teams lose points, and if you were to ask them, oh, what happened? What what went wrong there? The, the majority of the times is, oh, I wasn't patient enough. Right. I tried to go for too much too soon. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of people can identify with that. So that's true even at higher at higher levels. The need to sort of be patient, to stay in those uh, dinking rallies until you get that slightly higher ball that you can really go for. We are still seeing players using the serve to gain an advantage. 
I mean, one of the best examples always is Robert Elliott on the men's side. I would say Bonnie Williams on the women's side. People who use their serve not just to start the point, but to cause trouble for their opponents, whether that's um, hitting a wide-angled shot or hitting a hard, deep ball or hitting it um, with a lot of spin. When the difference between winning and losing is so small, opportunities like when you're serving to gain an advantage become really critical. And we're seeing players really going for it on their serve. Yeah, at those high levels, that slight edge can really make a difference. I would mention a couple other highlights for me watching. So in the, um, let's see if I have it here. In the, okay, mixed doubles 19 plus. So that was an age event I was playing. We had, I would I would say we'd call this an upset. Um, you know, Ben Johns, who won the singles, uh, who's widely considered one of the top players. Rachel Elliott, who's a top up-and-coming player. They ended up winning the bronze medal match, which is a good showing for them, but I think they were hoping for a bit more. The gold medal match uh, did not go to Christine McGrath and Rafael Seibenshin. Instead, it went to Sarah Yates and Kyle Yates. Now, Kyle Yates, many of your listeners will be familiar with. He's considered one of the top players. He's traveling around the country all the time. He was playing with his sister, Sarah Yates, and they've played together before. Uh, interesting about this and why, besides him being sort of the hometown hero, is that Sarah's been out for the last six months or so with a severe knee injury. She hasn't been playing pickleball. It wasn't even clear that she was going to come back and be able to play. And so she's rehabbed that, worked really hard to rehab that. And she and Kyle upset Christina and Rafael yesterday. So that was sort of a really exciting moment after hitting that winning shot. She literally, Sarah, that is, jumped into Kyle's arms. And uh, I don't think this is something that she necessarily would have expected coming into it. You know, for someone who's been off for the last six months or so, um, she played great. Well, good for her. That's awesome. Another interesting win, let's see here, was in the women's age group 30 plus. So again, you had some top players there, including probably the favorites, Christine McGrath and Sarah Ansbury. Mm -hmm. As you know, they, they're not short on winning medals. <laughs> That's for um, sure. So Irina Tereshenko uh, won the gold medal along with her partner, Gigi Lamaster. And Yay. Gigi Lamaster, one of the older players um, playing in this uh, 30 plus category. You know, it was, a, it was an incredible match and it was very clear that, that McGrath and Ansbury were sort of targeting Gigi, hoping that she wouldn't be able to, you know, hang in there with the younger crew. And Gigi just played amazing pickleball. And uh, I was very happy to see that she actually won it with a, a high overhead smash that she put away. So what a class act and couldn't happen to a nicer person. Yeah, exactly. Continue to have a great time down there. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon when you get back up to Canada. Yeah, thanks a lot. And I would mention to your listeners that I'm posting regular updates through the Third Shot Sports Facebook page and as well as our Instagram account. So if you search us on Facebook and Instagram, you can see all sorts of fun things that are happening down here. Sounds good. And we will, of course, link to thirdshotsports.com as always in the show notes below. Mark, take care. Have fun. Thanks, Chris. Talk to you later. It is certainly an exciting time for pickleball. Best of luck to everybody as we head into the final weekend of the U.S. Open Pickleball Championships. And thank you for your support joining me here on the podcast each and every week. I really, really do appreciate it. Going to have a special announcement for you next week, a brand new pickleball tournament hitting the scene. I'll tell you all about it next week. Until then, you can email me anytime, mail at pickleballshow.com. Got a question, a comment, a topic, suggestion, I'd always love to hear from you. Mail at pickleballshow.com. Also head over to iTunes if you get a chance, hit that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode of the show. Also, if you feel it's appropriate, you might want to leave us one of those five-star reviews. Sure would be appreciated. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low.
The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. Digital content that educates, empowers, and inspires people over 50. You're listening to the Internet Over 50 Digital Network.